Welcome to the Just Okay Podcast, a podcast about trying. What was just okay about your week? My week was... The Just Okay thing was I went on a hike this morning. And it was a... I don't know, like I get this idea in my head of... I'm going to go commune with nature and it's yeah. going to be this beautiful thing. And it was nice. It was, it was, there was good solitude in nature, which I don't often get. I didn't, I saw like maybe three or four people. And for like the first half hour, I didn't see anybody at all. Um, but now I'm sore. <laughs> so it's just kind of just okay because of that reason. But you did move for like the first time ever yesterday. So no, I mean, there are multiple. No, they're, they're just in ge- So in general, you're sore. And that's yes. Not, got it. <laughs> right. That, got it. that, and like I what because I went four and a half miles and I don't do that, I I just took on a little more gotcha. than maybe would have been like the perfect, the above just okay experience. Right. And you know sometimes like I go out in nature and like I feel the universe talking to me, and then right. sometimes I go out there and like you have had like, those experiences. It's m- muddy and dirty and cold outside. And cold. Something cool that happened though was that uh, the spillway was over was flooding over the sidewalk where you can normally walk. Um, and I got to walk through barefoot in freezing cold water. Did you take a moment to like Wim Hof and like well, stand there's in these the freezing two cold water? Women runners and like they had done it first and they're like like there was like some unspoken communication and then when I got to the other side they like cheered me on. So like I didn't really oh. like I didn't really want to take too much time immersing myself in the You're water. Like, you guys proceed. I'm gonna. I'm gonna, be I'm gonna have a, a moment. Yes. Yeah. I didn't want to be too weird about the whole gotcha. situation. Gotcha. Um, but it was like it was really it really woke me up. That's funny. Yeah. I have realized something I wanted to mention as we talk about what's just okay is that this experiment of thinking about the just okayness of things has really. It's been good actually for me to identify the things that are way better than just okay, which is something I probably need more in my life. So we were upstairs in our bedroom meditating before we came down here to record and you were not done yet. And I was, and I was trying to think of what was just okay. And the first thing that came to my head was the, the first thing that was way better than just okay, which was the cake I ate on Tuesday. (laughs) Was that better than the cake last night? Oh, way better than the cake. The cake I ate last night was night. really good. Eh, I thought it was just okay. A lot of cake. I this actually week. We had cake Friday night too. Cake Friday night. What did I have? Cake At Friday? Britta's birthday. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Britta! Happy birthday, Britta! It's your birthday today. Yeah. Um. So this is good that it's helping me think of things that actually are better than just okay. I don't need any help thinking about the things that are way below that no, you're like you're like you're better than just okay at thinking about things that are <laughs> yeah less than absolutely just okay. i'm freaking great at you're that. you're an expert i am um but i did actually come up with a real answer for what's just okay and that is our bed we have switched mattresses with the one we had in the basement and it's just okay I don't know I don't, what we will permanently. But our prior mattress was also just okay. Yeah, just if in, a not different, less than... in a different way. But yeah, no, that's true, actually. So we have had, for the last two years, we've had like a Tempur-Pedic type. Only two years? Something like that. We got it in the other house. I know. I feel like it's been longer than that, but whatever. I don't think so. Because I don't think we'd had it for too, too long before we moved. Well, that, the, that mattress was Like the Tempur-Pedic memory okay. foam type thing. It's not the kind that makes all us. your limbs fall asleep while yeah, you're it's sleeping. It's not for us. The ease with which rolling over now, like you don't have to climb that, out of the hole. Yeah, that you yeah, yeah. Now that we're and back then... in just like a regular bed. So here's the thing: is like now we're just on a regular mattress, and the mattress is not that great. And so, like, there is that. But having not a Tempur-Pedic mattress is better. Like I've just like I think I yeah like just like a normal spring mattress maybe. yes so or now maybe we just, just now we just probably need a better mattress but we know we don't want but the memory do, foam type mattress it, I think it also has like pillow top memory foam on top of that mattress I think it's what does our old mattress the one that is behind us right now in right. the basement yeah, yeah that one right there no well I think it has like extra something on the top it's not just like normal I don't memory think so foam. I think you're wrong okay I'm willing um, to concede that I. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. Right. I bought it from Costco online. That's all I remember. 
Hmm. And it came shrink-wrapped. So yeah, yeah, tiny, and then that. it had to expand. Yeah. Which is super cool. So I think what we're, what we're thinking of doing, as, as a good podcaster should, is Ooh, trying yeah. all the mattresses for 30 days and sending them back no matter what. I think they even do longer. I think they're like 90. Really? I think they're 90 days. We might get like through a year with mattresses. We might. And we just, how do you send them back though? They that seems super complicated. send instructions for how to do it or whatever. How do you get like the I shrink wrap back into the thing? No, I mean, I don't think you do. You can't do You're that. Just like, so I don't know. Here. Here you go. I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. But that's a thing. Yeah, our, our mattress is just okay. But m- maybe an improvement upon the prior mattress. Yes. Um, I should go back to this cake, though. Okay. <laughs> Something that wasn't just okay. Maybe we should add a little segment, like, great I things think, that happened this week. I think I might need to call the Waterford and find out. It was that good? It was that good. So, my I options... I trust your opinion on cake. My options were... Uh, what looked to be like probably a flourless chocolate on chocolate on chocolate cake, like fudge cake, looked really good. And why then there you, was why like, why would you suspect flourless? Because it was so dense. But it was that people can make really dense. They brownies. can, but this this seemed like it was okay. probably flourless. So there was that the chocolate on chocolate, and then there was this cake that was it was red velvet and it had white frosting on it with a layer of frosting in the middle and i assumed it was just going to be red velvet cake with buttercream frosting i got a piece of both because obviously right and but i expected like i'll eat a few bites bites of the red velvet and i'll finish all the chocolate no no few bites of the chocolate then i started with the red velvet and never went back to the chocolate i was like this and i had to stop myself from getting up and getting a second piece which really, why did I have to stop myself? You didn't I should have, have just to. gotten up and gotten myself. If it was piece. that good, it was so good because it was not buttercream frosting; it was cream cheese frosting, and it was like lemony cream cheese frosting. And, oh my god! I've the always cake been was not I've, dry. I've like, always been disappointed so in red velvet cake. Right, like that's why I was like, "Oh, I'll get it, and it'll just be okay." That like was anything right. other than like is is this just chocolate? Right. So the chocolate cake was just okay. The Red velvet, lemon, cream cheese, whatever, was amazing. So normally the Waterford, which is a, like, banquet reception hall type place, everything I've ever been to there, they've always done cheesecake. And they'll have, like, a million different kinds of cheesecake. And the cheesecake is always good, which is why I actually went to this event at the time I went, because I remembered. I was like, I don't need to eat, go for dinner. And then I remembered the cheesecake and was like, but I do need to do go have, for dessert. Do they have, like, own kitchens and stuff there? Like, they cook all the stuff? They must. Um, I don't think that they make the cheesecake in the cake, though. Okay. They I think they get that. that from somewhere else. But, um, yeah, like, I think the cheesecake is usually Cheesecake Factory cheesecake. Okay, wow. But I don't know about this cake. I've never seen it there. I've been there probably ten times, and I've always just had... Different kinds of cheesecake. I've never seen any other kind of dessert. Maybe what I should do, ooh, this is what I'll do. Before I call the Waterford, I'll ask the parents that organized it if they, like, chose the menu and the desserts and what that was. Ooh, yeah. I'm going to do that. It was so good. It was so good. Now that I think about it, it was a good warm-up for the holidays coming up was having cake three different times. (laughs) That was a good idea. As we're going to have pie minimum of two probably more times right right we had to warm up with cake although i guess we also had a crepe sorry crap Um, you notice that i never say that though i know it is it has it just is crepe now like it just is that's what everyone if i were to say crepe i would get looked at like i was crazy like i did my entire life yeah eileen is the only other person i know who calls it a crepe besides my family they're crepes so I just have, I've okay. given in. I've I didn't given know in. that. Cause you didn't know what? That you had given in. Oh, what was the last time you heard me call it a crepe? I feel like it comes out every time we have crepes. That does not <laughs> happen. And certainly when we are at the Happy Tart, our favorite gluten-free brunch spot. I mean, it's our favorite brunch spot, period. It's our only brunch spot. Right. <laughs> and. Speaking of which, we should try to get to the Officers Club brunch. What are you talking about? The place that we were at last yes. night for the quinceanera. Right. They do brunch that the public can come to. Oh. That's, this is what um, our friends were telling us. Who was telling us that? The friends that sat next to us. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, I mean, whatever. I'm down for I'm just trying anything to like, always. Food? You know, okay. Yeah. What are you looking at? 
just see all the people that are joining our live video. Yeah, we are on Facebook Live because I made a page for the podcast on Facebook specifically. So for those of you that would ever like to join us on Facebook Live, yeah, and you can figure that out. I don't know. Well, we're just testing out some different we things. We can pause. We can get into ideas now because this is part of the ideas. Oh. Remember how that's a segment on the podcast every week and that I didn't write down any? Remember how that's a thing? I actually, that's that's also sort of a lie. I do have things that I can use as ideas. I just didn't phrase them that way when I wrote my notes. Okay, so now it's time for ideas. 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 Go ahead. So, multiple people have asked us like how we can better interact. So Facebook Live is one of the ways that we were trying to do that. We did the Instagram thing last week. Seems to be a little bit more complicated, though I don't know how this is working at all. This, I feel like this will be better Facebook Live because we have it pulled up on the computer. The Instagram Live was difficult because it has to be on one of our phones. And so we were like trying to like, like it just wasn't as easy for us to do both podcast and a live thing at the same time and not be distracting to one or the other. So granted, there's no one in the Facebook live and right. no one's asking any questions. So maybe if that were to happen, we would find the same distraction same difficulty. Right. But I feel like this will be just having it on the computer and not having to look at our one of our phones. Yeah. And I'm, wonder, I'm wondering if the mics are picking up for that and if they're also oh. picking up for our recording or right. one is getting dumped out and not getting any audio right now, which would be a bummer if that was the actual podcast that was not getting audio hmm. right now. I Should we pause and check? I find that to be unlikely, but I don't know. No, yeah. that's not happening. <laughs> let's <laughs> check just in case because otherwise it would be a bit of a bummer. Okay. So let's go back to this. I mean, and anyway, that was one of our ideas. But the other, yeah. the other idea with Facebook, and maybe this will work better, is that we'll have a post about the current episode, yeah. and we can answer questions. People can just go on there as they're listening. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah. just no, that's type in really... the questions, and we'll be. Uh, we love social media, so we'll we be do. responsive to we any questions so or comments much. that people have, right. suggestions. All those things. Questions, comments, concerns. That's how I complaints. end every single practice. No, never complaints. Just questions, comments, and concerns. You can keep your complaints to yourself. Well, I mean, I guess a concern would be a complaint, too. Yeah. Uh, my ideas are mostly in the form of what I've been watching lately. Okay. Uh, I watched two documentaries last week. One is called Feminism, What Were They Thinking? Which was about a... In the 1960s, there was a photographer who did a book of portrait style. And I guess I wouldn't really say, well, I don't know. How do you define portrait style? They're just pictures of people. When I think of portrait, I think of like people sitting and like having like yeah. a very formal picture. That's not what these pictures were like. But they were pictures of just individual people. Um, feminists who were at that time very active in social activism and the feminist movement. And... So this documentary was basically going through the book and talking to a bunch of these people now, 30, 40, however many years later. Right. Um, notables were Lily Tomlin and Michelle something of the Mamas and the Papas. Um, lots of other photographers, lots of other artists, lots of other poets, authors. It was really, really awesome to hear them reflect upon the feminism movement of that day and age. And now there was some, um, younger people, younger women, like who are currently part of the movement also like looking through the book and kind of talking about it and, and their experience of like, who were their feminist, um, sort of idols or who raised them to be that way? Like what were their influences? And it was just really, really good. I don't know because of someone who did not identify as a feminist until the last couple of years, that whole movement and idea is completely, was completely foreign to me. And I just don't have enough education on any of it. So do you feel like that was a good sort of baseline starter? I feel like it was like part of it. They didn't, they did talk some about women of color 
specifically black women and how they have been the leaders of the movement that we should be paying attention to. And they sort of talked about the fact that like they didn't do that enough then and we don't do that enough now. I'm also, I'm currently reading um, a book called Good and Mad, which talks about that as well. Talks about the women of color who are actually the founders and the sort of pushers of the feminist movement and having equality and social activism. So I'm learning a lot there too, because you take someone like Rosa Parks and you only know the one story. Right. And I have come to learn that there is so much more to who she was, what she did, that this was not her first sort of It wasn't act like a one-off, one-off like, accident. That yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, right. and, and I... I didn't know that right? at no, all. That's not the even story. as a even as a kid, like I remember, I actually I do distinctly remember doing a project on Medgar Evers, um, and so I knew some about him. Like they clearly they talk about Martin Luther King Jr. in school, although obviously also not a comprehensive picture of him. Right. But they do talk about him some. You would maybe hear the name Malcolm X, but not really a lot. Yeah, always um, sort of like at least in my experience was sort of like. Malcolm X or uh, Martin Luther King was the good guy. Mm-hmm. Malcolm X was the bad guy. Like right, that's like one how was it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one was sort of palatable, and the other was just yeah, angry. Right. Um, reading some of the works of James Baldwin has been really interesting too, because those were two of his closer fr- closest friends, and he was friends with Medgar Evers, and he kind of talks about that too. How like yeah. one was Martin Luther King Jr. was painted as like n- not soft spoken, but just like. He, you know, nonviolent, non like, nonviolent. That's right. what I'm looking for. That's all that they and cared that, about. And that Malcolm X was the violent one, and then Medgar Evers was kind of this like middle-ish thing. And James Baldwin sort of breaks down how none of those things are accurate about any of these men. Um, well, that there's so, yeah, much more it, so much more than just the, so much more. The uh, couple paragraphs right. you get in, right, right, right. In, in the history book. So it's been interesting to me to go for me to go back and be educated on these things that I care a lot about and not from like a, what can I, I mean, I do want to know what I can do today and I do want to know who's leading movements today, but I also want to give respect and know for myself all of the history behind all of these things. And so I'm working on doing that. And this documentary was, it was good. And then I also watched uh, the documentary, The Legend of 420. (laughs) It was also awesome. Um, breaks down a lot of like the actual medicinal benefits of legalizing marijuana and a million other things. I mean, I could, I could go on and on. As, Did they go through like when it was banned and like that, like the um, history? A of- little bit, a little bit, but not a ton. Um, mostly the benefits that it can provide today and how it's being used and, and what. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like the main sort of message. I think it was just trying to talk about it in a like dispelling myths kind of way. And not saying, not even saying like, oh, the things that people think about this are not true, but just like, let's have a more, again, let's have a more comprehensive picture of what we're talking about here and sprinkle, sprinkling in the old white men of the, oh, what was it? It's like, I don't know. I feel like it's like white people against weed or something. Like it's not that, but like that's kind of what he is. And so he just talks about how like it is. The one thing I will say that I found the, the most interesting from this documentary was the way it talked about marijuana being demonized in schools the same way that right. heroin and cocaine and meth are demonized. And one of the problematic things from doing that is that then you have teenagers who smoke weed and they realize – I will not say it's not that big a deal, but teenager might smoke weed and be like, this is not that big of a deal. And that could potentially lead to them thinking that these other drugs that were demonized the exact same way as marijuana. Also not a big deal. Yeah, like, oh, well, they told me that I was going to die if I smoked weed and I didn't die. So am I also not going to die if I do meth and cocaine and heroin? Like, they talked about that as a real, like, there's that's that's a real problem is kids just not having an accurate because it's all according to to some educators people who are in these positions it is all awful and it is all terrible and and you should never ever do any of it so then 
they don't have appropriate like well right i mean education in general is the issue with all of the substances and painting an accurate picture i can't remember the guy's name but there's a guy that goes on joe rogan's podcast and like says that maybe heroin isn't as bad as we might think it Interesting. is. Interesting. Maybe cocaine's not as bad as we think it is. Like what we do know is that substances are often used to and when you become addicted to it it's because of other underlying issues. It's right. not the substance in itself. That's not to say that there aren't inherent risks, but to listen to some people if there was education and responsibility associated with it Maybe we'd have a different relationship with all these things, but yeah, it's, I think it's very easy to see with marijuana specifically. But yeah, anyway, if you chronic pain and epilepsy alone are reasons enough for me to feel like I mean, they talked about a, a family whose son's quality of life was only deteriorating, and they could not get access to his his seizures were so bad, and they could not get any access to to medicinal legal marijuana and they literally moved to Colorado and they show video of the change in his quality of life. And I mean, there's a lot of stories like that too. Like uh, there's a bunch of stories that show specifically with kids and the medicinal benefits that they've So anyway, so those are not really ideas, but those were a couple of the things that I took into my brain in the last week that I thought were interesting. All right. That's it. What do you got? Um, my idea was just about how we can interact with people uh, in a better way. Yeah. Facebook Live, not the so live far. option. So far, <laughs> at not least. The thing. Um, maybe a post and comments and questions will. Yeah, we'll do look that also this week and see. I mean, yeah. I only created it a few days ago. I feel like I gave enough time for people to be aware of it, but maybe I didn't. I don't know. I don't know how this works. I don't. I don't either. I don't. I'm trying to think about my interaction with, with podcasts and things. Well, oh. Facebook Live, there's zero. Right. Um, and I know that my friend Hannah uses it a lot, like more than she uses any other live feature. She uses Facebook Live. Hmm. Um, she has more of a community that she's building there, though. So that's I'm sure that's why. Right. But I don't know. We'll figure that out, I guess. Or not. Whatever. All right. Let's get into the topic for the week. Let's do it. Do we want to shut this off now? Uh, no. Okay. Just leave it. It's not distracting us because no one's on it. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I think you should start this. This this was a concept brought up by your therapist to you. Okay. So I think you should introduce it and kind of <clears throat> talk about what it is. Okay. And, and we can talk. I will it. do that. So the topic is next marriage. And I was at therapy a few weeks ago or so. And we were talking about the idea that within a marriage, there are lots of different marriages. Um, the sort of like the honeymoon phase, then often there's another one when you have lots of little kids and then you might have another marriage when your kids are grown up or teenagers or whatever. Like basically like a, a, a shift in how things are functioning because of new new milestones or just like a new phase. So take the times when people get divorced. <laughs> Right. And if you're not <laughs> yeah, shifting yeah, yeah. your relationship, yeah, yeah. you well, I guess you could have a next marriage, but it would be with somebody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this case, talking about sh- how the relationship evolves right. at those milestones or at those shifts in life. And she had said to me that she feels, so we had been married for over 13 years, about 13 and a half years. And she feels like we already, when typically people who stay married to each other, so one actual legal marriage, typically people would only be on maybe their second marriage shifted from like a honeymoon phase to we have kids right? kind of a thing. And she said, I think you're on like number four or five already Yeah, <laughs> because we had the first one when we had no children and then we shifted into one when we started to have kids and then we shifted into another one when we left the Mormon church. I'd say there was an interim one shifting from like specifically me, standard American diet, no exercise yeah. to 
being more health conscious. That shifted a lot of things in our life. It did. I mean, multi- it did. Not, not just health-wise, but all the other things in well, our life. Well, and I would say, like, for us, the shift from two to three kids was particularly difficult. But that also sort of yeah. coincided with the like the very beginnings of the breakdown for us within our religious foundation, which was our entire foundation of life. So there was that one. And now we kind of are in the middle, I would say, or I don't, well, I guess I don't know really how to put a marker on it, but we're, we're in the process right now of shifting from that, that section, that marriage of leaving the Mormon church into like this next phase, which I'm hopeful <laughs> will last a little longer. <laughs> well, I mean, it depends, right? Be- depending on when we can kind of shift, actually shift gears away from like the, I used to be a Mormon right, marriage so, to yeah, yeah. the next one. And then when our kids are teenagers, cause that's going to kind of So she shift had asked too. me to like write down what I want, what I would want our next marriage to look like. And that question was sort of the basis for for this topic coming up. But I looked yesterday to see if I had written anything down. And what I had written down was for us to stop identifying as two ex-Mormons and start just identifying as people. No, I think that's... And that that was sort of like the kind of that's the, that's the cornerstone that I would like to... Uh, build upon for the next marriage. <laughs> um, yeah. Yesterday when I wrote more in-depth notes, I didn't write anything about that specifically, but I had written that down before and I remembered today like, oh yeah, that is, yeah, that is something. Well, and that it'll I be interesting because we, I mean, we identified as Mormon and that was something that brought us together. We both identified as ex-Mormon and all of what that entails and that's brought us together. So what does when when we can or are able to or we're able to integrate our 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 history into a next life like how does that yeah what does that look like yeah so do you want to start i gave sort of the cornerstone what do you, what yeah, are you what so, are you thinking about i it? mean so there's so much, like it's interesting because thinking you know things and then knowing that you don't know things Brings up a lot of, I don't know, say issues, challenges, uh, opportunities. Like, it, like there was all these things that we were and were doing because this is how things were done. And then when you open it up to all these things, you start to see. What I'm saying is, we need <laughs> like we're we're going to have next marriages, but we're also going to have next. Um, versions of ourselves. Absolutely. And so the first thing I wrote down was individuation. And we've talked about that a lot. I have that Given in that we well. both identify as being codependent. And I think our therapists are on board with that. Um, I, I think, I don't know, there's always like a negative connotation to codependent. Right. And I don't think that that's incorrect. No. However, I also think that there may <laughs> was be... It, was it Kelsey? I think one time I was like, is there a healthy way or a healthy amount of codependency? And she just looked at me and was like, mm, no, that's not a thing. <laughs> well, right. Like, I'm... So... But, yeah, right. right. So what, what? the way I see it, at least, is that the codependency has served us till now, but now that may not... That, that may not serve us going forward. Right. And so the individuation piece of it is us being separate people. And I don't know how to describe this. I've said this a lot to you and maybe to other people, at least to my therapists. So I've told all the Dianas <laughs> in my life. Yeah. That when I'm able to separate, like when I'm able to individuate from you as my own self, like I feel like I can give more to you and see you in a different way that is healthier for a relationship rather than, just reflecting back to you what you look like and you doing the same for me. Right. Being able to bring our own individuality and our own um, strengths to this relationship to be a little better. So anyway, that's sort of the first step for me. And it's, I mean, it's part marriage, part individual that as we evolve as people and start to learn new things and integrate these past experiences, all these things and individuate, that's one of the first steps. But I think like a further individuation would be a, a defining factor of our next marriage. Right. And I 
like I recognize that as being necessary and beneficial and important. The difficulty that we have already sort of faced at in one instance that I thought of while you were talking was even though I know that that's important and needs to happen and, and ultimately is better because of, of the way that it, because of the way that you are able to help me when you have more space, we have been so hyper communicative for so long that when you were in California and you had specific times that you were putting your phone away and not talking to me for significant portions of time, not talking to anyone, not talking to anyone. Right. 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 Not talking to anyone, putting your phone away. You were not like you were there to be present and to be engaged and you were doing the exact right thing, but because it wasn't like clearly, you did not ever say that to me. Really? You would just sort of disappear. And I knew where you were, but like, because of the way we have operated, I didn't know, I had no, like, I had no formation of, like, when you would be, like, when would I hear from you? Like, I don't know. Right. I am, I'm hesitant to talk about this kind of stuff because I sound like a crazy person. And I am a crazy person. But this is the way that we have operated for right. 15 years. I have basically had... 24 seven access to you for 15 years. Right. And I have used that access to you for 15 years. So I am in that habit. And so now we're trying to, to sort of rework things and it's been better. There's been times that you have put the phone away, but you have said, I'm putting my phone away. Right. And that's just better for me because then I know, and you're conscious of like the whole thing is just obviously communication. Like it's just, it's better to communicate with me that you're not going to be communicating with me because I am on some level, a rational human being. (laughs) I don't actually think that we need to be talking all day, every day, as much as we just do, because that's our habit. I'm not going to freak out when you're, when you put your phone away, I just have to rewire my own brain now and I need your help in saying I'm putting it away and I also need to do so let's leave some of that for when we talk about communication specifically because there's a lot to talk about anyway so yes but I was just like I recognize that the individuation needs to happen as well it's something that I wrote down for something that I want for our next marriage is more um more personhood and more personal development independent of uh growing and working together it is maybe a little bit harder for me than it's actually, I won't say harder. It's just, it looks different for both of us, Right. what that means. So that is where it's harder is it's like, we're not going to sort of separate and, and still do the same thing, but just separate from each other. We're actually going to separate and like do different things with that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so part of um, the next thing I wrote down is, is, is somewhat related, but I wrote down, He'll heal from our trauma and past. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something obviously that we are working through now and have been for a while. I'd like to see at a point where that's not like I would see the next marriage as being a place where we have healed at least substantially. I mean, again, it's more of an integration than a complete departure from but being able to integrate that into our lives and say, this was a part of me, but now this is over and I yeah. can go on and do the next thing. It, it's funny, the further, well, the further, the longer we are in this process, the more I think I underestimated or undervalued the impact of uh, leaving religion, how much it would impact us and, and be a part of all parts of our lives. Of, at least at the time, not understanding really what it meant to leave a community and religion. Not entirely. I mean, I, I, I had some ideas. You but can't. I, no, you can't. You literally know. can't know. No, you can't. You have, you have no idea. Otherwise, I don't think you, one would leave if you knew. Well, I don't know. Maybe you still have to. But no, I anyway, still, I don't really want right, to right, right, get right. further into that. But the point is, there's a lot of that past that needs to be worked through. And I think we're getting there, or at least I can see progress. Um, that kind of goes back to the individuation, not being ex-Mormon anymore, not identifying that way. Right. Um, so it's kind of related, but specifically like 
that kind of healing work. Right. Did you, so when you wrote about this, did you sort of write about it in categories or just kind of in general? I just wrote, no, in fact, I only wrote a couple times about this. I was super busy at work, so um, I didn't get a lot of time to write about it the, the way that I would have liked, but um, I just wrote like bullet points. When I wrote about it, I kind of had it sectioned off into different parts that I just like wrote a couple notes on each thing. Um, and we talked about kind of the emotional and psychological aspects I included in that was like the individuation and the, the sort of different rules of communication that we're developing. Um, we've also talked a, a lot about going to therapy. And I think that that will be something that we, that's like you brought up the healing and moving forward from the healing from the trauma that we've been through. And I think that that's going to be an important part. I think that we are capable of doing a lot on our own, but I think as evidence from the argument that we got in with each other earlier today, <laughs> I think that therapy is going to be I wrote down, necessary. I wrote down therapy too. And um, do you have more under that list? Because I have um, one more thing under No, that. I don't. Uh-uh. Yeah, the other thing I have is, um, and this is all related, but I wrote down move, um, making time and space for each other to, to see each other. And I mean, this goes back to communication a little bit where we over-communicate. Um, in a lot of ways, but making sort of specific time to see yes, each other. Yes. Um, I, th- I think that that, and, and we've started to do that already um, just because it, I mean, a lot of these things like we're in the middle of, right? And so I don't right. know that they're like one day we're going to say, okay, this is our next marriage. We right. officially declared. Right. No, but- I don't think it ever is. I don't think it ever works like that um, unless there is a a sudden like a sudden and specific event right whereas most of the things that we're talking about that sort of shifted things for us were not in an instant they were over weeks months years kind of shifting into each little thing right um i forget about the fact that your mom lived with us and so that was like we had a four year section where your mom lived with us too so like both before that and after that oh like, definitely different like that kind of before during after yeah. yeah yeah i didn't i don't even think about that i don't think lisa and i even like touched on the fact that that was like its whole other <laughs> whole other thing um for us to kind of adjust to and try to navigate um other categories that i had so i had sex life i think that the shifts and progressions and changes in marriages in regards to sex life is not talked about very much. Right. Um, I mean, sex is not talked about in a, in a, I don't want to say healthy. Like, it's I don't, not I don't talked know. about it, enough. It's not talked about enough. I mean, cause in some aspects I feel like, I mean, it's, it's, here's, here's what I'll say. It is referenced probably far too often. It is talked about not enough. Right. There are not alluded re- to. Yes, it is alluded like- to, but there are not real honest conversations happening, I don't think enough with people that you have um connected with people who have earned the right to hear those stories, people that you feel comfortable talking to, and then within your own marriage, like right. w- the the women and the friends and the people that I know, like oftentimes like it's just not talked about at all and how can anything improve how can it deliberately improve and change and get better if you're not talking about it it might by accident yeah. sometimes good like things i think happen yeah, by yeah, yeah i was gonna say like I, th- I feel like we've had a couple of those instances too not just in sexual not, accidents <laughs> sexual accidents um but most things you have to put an effort towards and this is one of those things that you have to put an effort towards so things have already shifted with every marriage that we've discussed within that sex life has been included um as as changing and shifting um i won't i won't get into all of the details of things that i wrote down but just more communication and more healthy expectations is a big part of it um and being able to have open and honest discussions um yeah i think that's in regards to that um did you have a comment or do you want me to keep going down my list? 
No, just keep going. Um, so we talked about the emotional and psychological. We talked about uh, sex a little bit. Another thing is I just wrote down do. So like things that we want to do, like literally physically go and do. Um, We talk a lot about wanting to travel places that we want to go, but we don't probably emphasize. Well, I know we don't emphasize that enough. Um, At the start of 2018, we said we wanted to go to one comedy show and to the float tank once a month. It is November. We went to two comedy shows, three comedy shows. At least three. In the whole year, and we've done the flown take zero times. <laughs> I went. You went once. Yeah. I've been zero times. Yeah. Um, and I just wrote down fun. Like, we had this conversation a few weeks ago that, like, we just don't... What were we listening to? We were listening to a podcast, I think. And I can't remember what it was. But we were just like... Bert and uh, do... Ari? Maybe. No, that wasn't the one, though. Really? Like, that was fun. But that wasn't what we oh, were I feel like to. they were just talking about fun. Like, what it's like being a kid and, like... Yeah. No, they did. just, like... Like, do stuff just because it's fun to do. Right. Yeah. I, I, I wrote down travel as well. Um, and also spontaneity, but spontaneity being, like, part of the fun. Yeah. Um, it's been a serious few years for so us. So serious. And we know that we're better when we have fun. Oh, um, I think that's what it was, is that we did do something, like, sort of spontaneous and very fun and... I think we had a moment. I'm trying to remember what the specifics were, but I remember having a moment where we were like, wait, we like actually really like each other and we have a lot of fun and we need to like have more fun. Right. And not, yeah, we, we also have fun sitting around and talking to people and talking to each other, but it's not the same kind of fun. Right. Like just fun. So the only thing I could think of was bowling. (laughs) (laughs) So fun. But it is so fun. Yeah. Um, uh, I feel like what was it that we did recently? I can't remember. Um, the last two things I wrote down were like financially or finances, and we kind of—I mean, we sort of talked about that, I guess, when we yeah. talked about when we had a a thing. But that and it was it was along those lines. Like we just want. We look back at the other categories of things that we want. We want to go to therapy. We want to travel. We want to have more fun. And we know that if we want to be able to do those things, then we need to have more of an emphasis on paying attention to how we're spending our money, how we're not spending our money specifically. Right. Emphasis on always, there's always, you always need more of an emphasis on savings, right? Like just always. Um, but I also wrote down one thing that I hope will sort of be incorporated in this next phase, this next marriage, is that I would really like one or both of us, hopefully, to be able to make money from something that we actually enjoy and are passionate about and want to do. And I don't mean a ton of money. We're not like the the idea that we will be able to support ourselves on what we want in quotations is I think many, many years down the road. But even if we're just like, I do make money from training my one girl and I really, I do enjoy that. And I make money from making some food for some people. And I enjoy that. Like just starting to have more of like a, I'm, I can, I can make money from things that I enjoy and that I like to do. Along those same lines, I wrote helping each other achieve our goals and dreams. <laughs> like, I wrote it down and I was like, ugh. Like it's just like. But seriously? No, no. That's I, the truth. So, I, sorry, go ahead. I won't interrupt you. <laughs> so. Like, even though it sounds, like, lame. I don't even know the right word to call it. Um, but even though it sounds that way, I, like, just to, we And we've talked about this, and we've gone through periods of time where we're like, like, what can I help you to do to support you to be whatever it is you want to be? And, I mean, I, I think we're constantly trying to do that. I just, so along with, like, making making money doing things you like to do, um, maybe that's a goal or a dream to do. But just in general, helping each other achieve yeah. things. I mean, we got a lot going on. So, no, we do. Um, and and we tend to kind of scatter our effort across a bunch of different things rather than focusing on singular things. But 
Um, anyway, just right. I was just realizing as you were talking, like, oh, I also coach and make money coaching. And remember how we decided that that was my purpose in life? Yeah, we did not decide <laughs> um, that. You decided. I decided that. that. It was my decision. Um, no, along with saying things that are, sound silly. Uh, yesterday, my friend Hannah, who I've referenced a bunch, everyone should go onto Instagram right now and follow her. I am Hannah Rettler, R E T T L E R. She's the best. We will talk about her more coming soon. Anyway, she and I were supposed to catch up yesterday, and we I wrote down the time wrong or whatever, and it didn't work out that we were able to catch up when we had wanted to. And her text, her honest and sincere text to me was, it's okay, we will catch up when we're meant to. And I just had this moment of like, if you are not hippie, woo-woo, bullshit all the time and totally meaning it, I don't need you in my life. Like, these are the people. Like, she meant it completely. Right. And I was like, ah, oh, I could just kiss you. Like, nobody's frustrated. Nobody's upset. Nobody's, like, stressed. And obviously, this was just, like, a casual we were supposed to catch up because we're friends and we love each other. But still, like, even if it had been more of, like, an official necessary thing, I still believe that she would have had the same response. It's okay. We'll catch up when we're meant to. And that was just such a great reminder that I'm like, all of the, like, you wrote down hopes and dreams. Like, it sounds so, like, I don't know, like, you, like you, like your gut reflex is to, like, roll your eyes. But no, that's exactly what we want. Right. Someone once said, behind every cliche is truth. Truth. Right. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'll just keep the train rolling on, like, very sort of roll your eyes, make you vomit. The last um, last category of things that I wrote down or ways that I was kind of assessing what I wanted for the next marriage was just practical. Like practically, what do I want it to look like? And the only thing I wrote down was that I want to keep being best friends. That's something that we have prided ourselves on and have been complimented on and looked up to by people because our marriage is more than just two people that are married to each other, but we are best friends. And I want that to stay the same. I don't want to, I don't want to be in a place where you're just this guy who's helping me raise my kids (laughs) in the same house as me. Yeah. I mean, that comes naturally to us, or at least it has thus far. So hopefully it will continue to come naturally to us. I think so. Um, even though we go through all these changes. So I have a few more things I wrote. Yeah. Um, in my larger effort in life to focus on specific things, I wrote focus on specific things. Nice. As um, I write like a page of a billion things. No, right. But I mean, it's good periodically to get dump all the ideas out yeah. and be like, okay, what, what do we do next? Um, so I wrote that. Um, I wrote give better gifts Ooh. in our next marriage. I think, and, and like, we've been talking a little bit about that. Yeah, can you talk like, about the celebrations that we discussed yeah, yesterday? so we, I mean, we went to a birthday party on Friday night, which is really nice, and I, I really enjoyed myself. And Again, nice happy to, birthday, Britta. Yeah, I, I, like, I enjoy celebrating people in that way. And then we were, uh, one of the girls you coach had her quinceanera last night, and we were invited to that and got to go and celebrate that. And it was a big oh, to-do. Yeah. I mean, it was. Imagine a large wedding. Um, yep nice large wedding um probably 150 200 people yeah and like just everything you can imagine it was it was really fun we had a good time and we were lucky enough to be invited to that but i was just reflecting on how i don't feel like i've ever celebrated things in a like not even in in small ways it's just kind of like eh, well, I'll just keep moving on. And yeah. so something and like, and that's part of the better gifts we talked about, right? Like I've already got a plan for my birthday and how I want to celebrate it. Um, and, and this would be a little bit, I mean, it's not that big a deal. Like it's not, it's not <laughs> that big of a thing, but for us and for, for me, us. Yeah. It no, is it's like a huge deal. A, a larger celebration than what we would normally do. Um, and then the other, Oh, two more things. One is community participation. We've noticed as we've left a community, and we've got other small communities here and there, um, but I, I notice consistently that I'm not participating in a larger community, not online, not in person, in a larger community. And I think that that would, um, I think that would help us just interact with other people and have other people in our lives. Um, I've talked about having 
older people in yeah. our lives that, that we don't have and where I'd like to have that. So um, just community participation. And then the last one is focus, uh, a different focus on our kids. Right now, it's just like task-oriented. Like, this person needs this. This thing needs this. Lunch needs to be made. Not goldfish. Pretzel chips. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and and I know that that's the phase that we're in. But I'd like to kind of... And I've talked about this before, too. But, like, I want to brainwash my kids in my specific brainwashing. Yeah. I want to I want to have a... <laughs> and, and they may be getting too old. And, of course, at some point, right? They're I not going to listen to me anyway. But, like, I want... I want to do a more thorough job of oh, brainwashing. So them. I so I thought about that specifically when I watched that the feminism what were they thinking documentary because some of the younger women, younger generation of women that they were talking to, they talked about how their mothers were feminists and how they raised them to think and believe in these certain ways that just were antithetical to what everyone else in their classes and their friends were thinking. And I just was like, oh, I want that so bad. I want to have those daughters that are like, oh my gosh, this is not acceptable. Like, you don't get to say this about me. You don't get to have an opinion about my body. You don't get to tell me like and I hope what that I should they won't and shouldn't be, do. And like, they won't be out of um, as out of place as. No, I don't think one. that they will. Well, I mean, the I, access that I have to the teenagers that I have, like, they're oh yeah, like it's they're it's it's happening. This right. these generations, man, they're they're coming up doing it all on their own in a lot of cases. So yeah, I love having the the influence and the support of a mother would be amazing. Yeah. No, I, I love it. And I and I want that for our kids specifically, for us to give them a little uh, different brainwashing than what we got. And for sure. Provided and, and uh, calculated and the syllabus coming from us ourselves <laughs> the rather, syllabus. Than, rather than someone else. <laughs> um, anyway, that that's pretty much all I write, wrote down. I... I know that we had like another exercise. I have not completed the exercise yet, but I'm going to take it as homework. What was that? To write each other's. Oh, um, yeah. What we envision for each other's dream day slash. So should I mention the basis for that again also? Is she going to get a third shout out on today's Um, podcast? Yeah. And I think that maybe we should just make that our next next podcast. We can just talk about that. We should. Okay. And we can do the two versions, ourselves and then for the other. Okay. So I will. Definitely make sure that I get all of the appropriate approvals from Hannah. But my friend Hannah, again, I am Hannah Rettler on Instagram. She has a question for women. Well, actually, I don't think it's just women. For the people, the humans that she coaches, she asks them to write down their dream day from wake up to sleep, start to finish, write down your dream day. And there's like a bunch of reasons why she does that. And, and she has a beautiful way of talking about the importance and, and what it shows you and stuff. But, um, we have talked about this. And so I suggested yesterday when we were in the car, I had the thought that I wanted not only to write down my, I actually, I really struggle with writing down my dream day. I've tried multiple times and I have not been capable thus far of actually writing it down. But I, had a fairly easy time writing down your dream day. Right, right. <laughs> Both projecting what I want for you, but also using what you have told me you would want as well. So, yeah. So next week we'll talk about dream days for ourselves and for each other. So that is good homework. I did write down yours, but I will probably have some revisions to it and need to figure out how to write down mine and i asked her not to share with me because i didn't want the pressure yeah yeah that was funny but you'll find out next week and all the pressure you'll have all the pressure heaped upon you okay next week. um we ready to shift into homework yeah did we have homework from last week yes. i'm terrible at this so um my homework was to type up my um my story that i'm writing i finished typing it up you did um, last night and mm. also started typing up another story that I had started. Um, and now I need to kind of rearrange it. You read part of it to me. It was very good. Um, and then your homework. Did you write down what my homework was? Well, your homework was, was, was not on the podcast. After we finished, I asked you if you'd only set physical, you've oh, e- yeah. only ever set physical goals only. And I think you said yes. I don't remember what I said. And but. then I challenged you to set a mental, spiritual, right. psychological, like some 
outside of physical goal. So we record the podcast on Sunday. You listened to the podcast on Monday morning, and I think it was either Monday or Tuesday, and you texted me. And upon re-listening to it, you realized that all I talked about in terms of goals were physical, which when you asked me if I had ever set a goal that was not physical, I realized, oh yeah, that is literally all I talked about last week in regards to goals. So I started thinking about it. And I did mention one other thing on the podcast, which was when I went through the resolutions that Nat's resolution for me was to write for 30 days. Right. And I have, we are now on day 18 of November and I have written every day. So yes, I am doing that. Um, I have recommitted for the millionth time to meditating and I have meditated three days in a row. I am sort of exploring the Oak app that I do. Are you still using Oak? Absolutely. So I'm still exploring that app. And I think if I kind of keep trying out all the different things that that will keep me like busy enough. Cause that's one of my problems is like, I like loving kindness meditation, but it is literally repetitive. That's what it's supposed to be. And so that becomes boring to me. Like, I don't want, I'm like, ugh, I already, like, I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Like I have to change up my meditation practice every day or I get <laughs> bored. Like, of course I'm bored. It's meditation. Like it's not supposed to be like bowling or something fun, fun. something so fun. Anyway, so I'm going to, in an effort to find, I am finding that I, I like a little bit more on the unguided yeah. I did completely unguided today, and I, that was a bit much for me to just jump into nothing. Um, but I, yeah. I'll say that among meditation apps, I've used all of them. I've paid for many of them, right? And Oak is unpaid and very simple, yeah, and very pretty app. Um, so that is what I use exclusively now. Because it it also, by the way, levels you up when you've done enough meditations. Right. Like you get a new little picture. I actually looked at that today. Yeah. Well, and I like that. And maybe other apps are better about this. But like you said, it's very simple and it's very pretty. And I feel like the adjustment of time is super. Like I don't feel oh, like right. other apps. It's like you're going to do this meditation for this long. Like this is just how long you're going to do it. Like when I went to the unguided, I could do it for any like down Days. to five down to five minutes and up to who knows how long. And I was like, oh, this is great. The loving kindness meditation starts at five minutes. The mindfulness meditation starts at 10. And then goes to 25 or 30, I think yeah. only. So I don't know. I just, I do. I like, and then I saw that they have like breathing exercises and they have specific meditations like for sleep. And like, so I'm going to try out all Yeah. These. And they're all, I mean, it's just all very like simple, like very basic, but that's, I think what is kind of missing is that, um, you don't need a lot involved in order to meditate. Right. It's, no, I know. Yeah. It, it can get kind of convoluted. I will say that I did Sam Harris, like the free three meditations from Sam Harris, and he has accompanying lessons with his. Of course, I did not pay for it, but um, because he's so in, involved and interested in the neuroscience, there's a lot of good information yeah. in his app. And if I were to purchase one at this point, I would probably try that one out. But Oak is the one for me. I like it. For now. Yeah. Oh, I just realized. That Holosync, so I still have the Holosync oh, app on our phone. Because, I those on my phone. I, I know because the demo is actually is better than any of the ones you paid for. But the part of the demo that I like, so the last 10 minutes of the demo track is just the sounds. Right. So that's 100% unguided, and that's like usually my go to. Yeah, we should probably find some other like free Holosync stuff. Because I mean, that's funny. Holosync, I forgot. I, well, I don't think it's, called, it's binaural beats, right? It's whatever these beats that hit your brainwaves in, in a certain way. But I have, way. I hadn't thought that I had done unguided meditation before, but yeah. I totally have. Cause yeah. every time I do the hollow sync, well, I and just... the only, like, even when you do the whole thing, like the other stuff is like, like the first half of it's an ad of some kind. Yeah. So it's not like it's really guided meditation necessarily. Anyway. Right. Um, okay. That's, okay. uh, oh wait, let's assign homework for next okay, week. So the homework, I am actually going to write homework on my page in my notebook so that I don't forget. I did also mention when you asked me that question about goals, like the only, the first thing I thought of was Whole30, which is still, even though it's not fitness, it's totally fitness and diet related. But that it was is. another goal that I set and that I actually achieved. No, I know. It, it is physical in nature, but it, Whole30 is and can be so much more than physical. Yeah. And should, I don't want to should everybody, <laughs> but Whole30 should be more than just a physical thing. At least it was for me. And I think that that's where the real benefit is. 
I mean, sure, eating good and, and everything is, I'm gonna is important, s- but I think that this being the the Sunday of Thanksgiving week, I will start letting everyone know every single week that we are doing another Whole30 in January, January 2019. Anyone would like to join us? We're happy to have. What did? Oh, <gasps> Kelsey had an idea for what our what our fans, what our community should be called. Don't you remember? Jokers, right? Yeah. J-O. Kers. Kers. Jokers. Just O-Kers. Jokers. I like no, it. I love it. It's perfect. I love it. So if any jokers would like to participate in Whole30, I have tons of tips and tricks and resources. And if you're a local, I can even help you with food. Yeah. And we'll be doing it in January yeah. so we can all commiserate slash cheer each other on. Slash... together. Yeah. It's really, it's hard, but it's great. Yeah. And I think it's worth it. Oh, speaking of, Richie and Emily are finishing theirs today. We should make sure that we, uh, yeah, we check, check in on how on. it went. Yeah. Okay. All right. Homework. We got it. We got Turn it. Down. So that's next week's topic is dream day. For everyone else, I, I think that this definitely needs to be something that people... Uh, yeah, yeah. Contribute your, yeah. your dream days for sure. This could be... Yeah. Make so some think- submissions over the next week and maybe we can read your dream day Ooh. on air. Ooh. Are we, oh, I like I like giving that. There's some people though with really like a shout out. So there you go. There's yeah. your homework. There's your homework, jokers. <laughs> it's gonna be great. Nice. All right. You good? I'm good. All right. Talk to you guys next week. Not, sorry, I shouldn't say you guys. No. You. Talk to you all. Yeah. Next week. <laughs> <laughs>